0: Welcome to the 710 Postscript Podcast. 710 is a family of young adults committed to following Jesus, serving one another, and
1: kingdom living for the good of our city. My name is Lish. And my name is Jade. We are your co-hosts. Join us for this first season as we laugh and talk about practical ways to live out what we are learning. Oh, and P.S. Don't forget to subscribe wherever
0: you listen to podcasts. Hello, 710. Welcome back to Postscript. My name is Lush, and I'm here with my co-host, Jade. Hi. Uh, so we are here today. It's the fourth Tuesday of the month. So we are talking about our uh, new sermon series, and we're just going to dive in and hopefully, um, talk about some practical ways to, um, follow Jesus and just some things that we've learned in our own lives. Um, so this new series, if you haven't been around, uh, with us in 710 over the past couple weeks is called follow me. Um, Corey's been talking about what it means to be a disciple or an apprentice of Jesus. Um, kind of just what that looks like. Um, from the mouth of Jesus. Um, so kind of breaking down those ideas that we have in our own minds, what we've learned in churches, what we've learned from parents or peers, all of those like preconceived notions that we have of what does it mean to follow Jesus, but actually listening from the mouth of Jesus. When Jesus says, follow me, what are the instructions that he gives to, dis- to his disciples and the way that he lives? um That's we're supposed to imitate. Um, And last week, Corey talked about um, our spiritual sickness and what it looks like to bring our sickness to Jesus and then pursue others who are sick as well. And so that's really what we're going to focus on um, for the bulk of our time today. Um, I I was going to say, just for me personally, as soon as the message was over, I went up to Corey and I told him that His message was so good for me because it was very convicting and challenging, um, especially thinking about ways that I used to think about how to interact with unbelievers um, just as like God was growing me in my faith. And when I was working specifically um, at PayPal, but just in environments that I was surrounded by unbelievers, Um, I remember when I was working at PayPal, being on this team, nobody else on my team um, professed Christ or was following Jesus. And it was always such an interesting thing for me because we didn't really spend a lot of time outside of work, but I would I would feel like at work, we were all pretty good friends. People were open and would just talk about like the things they did on the weekends or whatever. Um, and it was so interesting, especially for me growing up in a Christian household. And I would say for a lot of my life, being pretty sheltered. <laughs> It was like interesting to like just hear the things that they would do or hear the things that they talked about so nonchalantly like it was just normal. And I was always like, shocking. (laughs) 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 And so it was it was just like it was really interesting, but it was so. I guess convicting hearing Corey talk because I feel like so many of the words he just even used in his message about being um, judgmental or not wanting to be tainted by the world or by people that don't follow Jesus. Having that very like standoffish, like I cannot associate with you because you're doing all these things was just, well, they were just a lot of things that at the time I wouldn't even have said I wrestled with because I don't think I was wrestling with it. It was just very much like, oh, I cannot associate with you, at least outside of work. I can come and work with
1: you and like hear your crazy stories. Which is funny, isn't it? Like you would think in that setting, like it was okay to be around them, but outside it was like a problem. Yeah. It was like, no,
0: I cannot. Cause I just was always like, oh, what are, like, what are you going to get into? And like, what does that mean I'm going to get into? Or then if I say no, like, I'm going to look weird or just whatever, mm-hmm. like, all yeah. that wrestling was. And I remember this one specific time, there was a girl on my team. It was her birthday and she wanted to, like, get a bunch of people together. We were going to go see this movie and, like, hang out. And I just remember being so like anxious because I was like what's going to be in this movie and I just was like so worried about like what this movie was going to be about and like what was going to happen when we were out and it was like so ridiculous because we were literally going to a movie theater and gonna sit in a movie theater and watch a movie like at the time there was not plans to like go out and do anything else after that but I just was so like unsure if like if I should do this and whatever But I just really felt like a tug on my heart of God saying like, you need to be there and you need to be a part of this. And I think in some senses, in my mind, I felt like, oh, I need to be a part of it because I need to like be the one that's going to like point all of you in the right direction and like make sure none of you get in trouble and like Mm. almost kind of like being the mom or I don't know, just the one that was going to like keep everyone in line. But I think as like getting into that situation, being there with like all of these women that were on my team, like in the moment and even after the moment, God really softened my heart a lot. And I think just revealed in to myself, like the holier than thou attitude that I had taken Mm -hmm. towards them. Mm -hmm. And Even just in how like everything about the night went so smooth. Like the movie was really great and it was really funny and really sweet. And the time with like all of the girls was really sweet and like nobody got out of control. Like just everything went so smoothly that I I think it just reminded me like, Lishba, your goal in life is not to tell everyone how they're wrong. Yes, it's to like point people to Jesus and tell people how amazing and awesome Jesus is but not doing it through like, you guys are all bad and you're all sinners and you're all doing these things that you shouldn't and here's what you should be doing. But like a kind, gracious, really wanting to like be with these people and be with them in their life circumstances. And it was really cool to even see like what God did after that. Um, one of the girls that was on my team, the one who actually, it was her birthday. Um, she ended up coming to church with me A couple times, once to a church I was going to before Redemption, and then when I started going to Redemption, she came here. Um, She actually ended up um, getting saved. She got baptized at Redemption. um, Married this really sweet guy that's a believer. Like it was just really cool to see how he worked um, in her life, and just even I don't know some of the other girls who still are not like they're not following Jesus, but just like how he gave opportunity. Um. For me to really be friends with them and not the whole purpose of being friends with them just to, like, get them saved and then, like, okay, great, now you're saved and whatever. But, like, really being with them um, was really cool. So it w- it was super encouraging to me, Corey's message, um, just being reminded that I am spiritually sick even when I don't think I am or when I think <laughs> other people are more spiritually sick than mm-hmm.
1: I am. Um, that's always such a good a good reminder. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that story. That was really good. Just even knowing like where it started from, you're like, ugh, I can't be with this, these people. And then one of them got saved and that wasn't even like you, you know, so that was really good. It made me think of um, Psalm 103, which is one of my favorite Psalms right now um, that I've just been trying to meditate on and get to, but in, um, verse nine, it says he will not always accuse. And I just love like that little, like always accuse. Like, of course we're wrong sometimes. And you know, but he like, even thinking of the ways Jesus was invitational and like went to people, mm. like he did not always point out their flaws. So that is not something that we should be doing. So as we approach like people recognizing our own sickness and how we are not holier, um, I think that is a connector to, to like all things. Like I even think about hopefully this isn't off track, but it, it just is like where my mind is guiding me. But even when we um, we're talking about the countercultural series and it was a lot of like, Hey, this secular person and me, Christian want the same things. We just want to go about it a different way. And so it's like finding that common ground of like, Hey, Oh, this, this, At the root of this sickness is this, as you talk with them and, you know, kind of get to know them more. And you can find a lot of yourself in like that, that root because you guys, we all kind of share that, but you Christian have the answer. Like Jesus is your hope. Jesus, you know, um, is a healer. Jesus like does all these things, but they just don't know that yet. And so even taking the time from this morning when we, um, Elisabeth and I and women from Redemption went to um, a conference at Redemption Gateway and we were talking about emotions. Um and oh gosh. As I'm talking, literally my whole thoughts went out of the way. I looked at my nail and I completely forgot. Where was I going? What was I talking about? Were you listening? I was listening. You were talking about emotions and Roots. So the roots oh, so yes. okay, so we were talking so okay. Excuse me. So as we were talking, um, she was talking about how, so Vicky, who goes to Redemption Gateway, um, she was talking about like digging into like when people say things like, okay, why do you feel that way? So at the root of this anger, why are you angry about this? Oh, why is this significant to you? And like just really digging down deep and not just being surface level. So even talking to people who are quote unquote sick, Right. Like just like getting to know them and finding that a lot of our sicknesses are all the same for believers and unbelievers. So, yeah.
0: Well, I love what you also said, too, about um, like our job not always having to be necessarily to accuse or to point out um, just everyone's flaws and like what they're doing wrong or whatever. And it makes me – one of my favorite stories in the New Testament is – um. Jesus and the Pharisees when they bring the woman who is caught in adultery Mm. and they bring her before Jesus and they're just like telling her all these awful things that they just found her doing. And they're, you know, they're just waiting for Jesus to condemn Mm. her. And I love that story because Jesus is so slow in that story. And the story talking about him just like kneeling on the ground and he's like writing on the ground. And I just man, I wish so badly I could know like what he was writing and like just what he was doing and thinking about as like here is these people standing before him like look at this woman. She's awful. But then like his immediate thing is not to look at the woman and condemn her. Not that he like was agreeing with what she was doing but he doesn't look at her first. He looks at all of them and he says, if any one of you has not sinned, throw the first stone. And they all walk away one by one because none of them can, because they all know that at some point in life, they've been in the wrong, they have sinned. And when they're finally gone, Jesus looks at the woman and, and he's like, "Where are your accusers?" And she's like, "They've all they've all left. There's no one here left to accuse me." And he's like, "Neither do I." And then he, you know, tells her to go and sin no more. And I just love that story because here's all these people bringing this woman, and again, not that Jesus was in agreement with her lifestyle and what she was mm-hmm. doing, but he doesn't look at her first; he looks at everyone else and calls out that holier than thou, like, "Oh, like we've never done anything wrong. We found this awful woman. <laughs> do something about her." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Well." This is what the law says. You can do something about her, but like which one of you could also say I've never done anything wrong. And then his kindness to the woman to like forgive her of her sin. It's just so sweet. And again, just a reminder, I think Corey said this in his message as well. Like we are not the the judge. There is a, a part of accountability yeah. as brothers and sisters in Christ. We hold each other accountable. We speak truth into each other's lives. When we see brothers and sisters sitting we want them to be restored so there absolutely is a part of speaking truth in love to others but none of us are the judge only Jesus gets to hold that that spot and he's the one that sits on the throne and when we're trying to judge and condemn and just point out everybody else's faults we're trying to take that place and Jesus is like no that that seat <laughs> is for me like that judgment throne is mine yeah which I just think is such a beautiful, like it should give comfort. And, and honestly to me, like it gives a relief of like, okay, I don't have to like point out everyone's flaws or be constantly looking for them because Jesus will take care of that mm. in his own way, in his own timing, how that person needs to receive it yeah. versus like how I think, how I think that needs to be done. Um, But I think, this conversation, too, also, it made me think about um, a passage in Romans, um, so specifically Romans, like the end of Romans 5 um, and then going into Romans 6, because something Jade and I, like we talked about before coming into this podcast, was how do we engage with a world, an unbelieving world, people who are not following Jesus, but also still like hold fast to what is honorable and what is right and how like God calls us to live because there is that balance of yes we don't we don't judge we don't condemn that's not our our place but also like God has saved us (laughs) from a way of life a way of living um he saved us for himself for his kingdom to bring about his kingdom um And so following Jesus like doesn't give us license to go on sinning, um, to say like, oh, we follow you, Jesus, but we can keep living this lifestyle and we can keep doing these things. Um, James talks about like being not only hearers of the word, but doers also like there, there is both a hearing and receiving salvation as a gift from the Lord, but then there's also walking in his ways, um. And I'm not going to read all of this from Romans. I would really encourage you guys to go and read it if you have some time, um, specifically Romans 6. But I, I love just kind of the way Romans 5 ends, and I'm reading this out of the, um, the NLT. So Romans 5.20 says, God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And then the way chapter 6 starts, the, like the passage is actually called, Sin's Power is Broken, And the first verse of chapter six says, well, then should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. (laughs) Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? Um, And it continues on. And there, I really would do wish I could read this whole chapter because there's so, so many good parts of it. Just talking about how like we're no longer slaves to sin, how we're set free um, from the power of sin and just like what God and has done in our lives through Jesus Christ's death and resurrection, um, but again, I would definitely encourage you guys um, to go and to read that chapter. And I know sometimes it can be hard when you're just like picking parts of Scripture out of their like full context. Um, and Romans is such a beautiful, a beautiful book um, about what we once were and what we are now in Christ. But I just Talking about Corey's message and just this idea of following Jesus, um, and kind of like walking that fine line of engaging with the unbelieving world, but then still doing what God calls us to, it really made me think about this chapter because I think it can be easy sometimes to think, oh, I will reach more people if I just do what they're doing. So if I just like continue in these ways of life, um, these attitudes or or just ways of living like oh i can reach all these people because i can show them like oh see i'm i'm just like you but that's not the point of following jesus the point is to be different jesus says we're supposed to be salt and light and so there is supposed to be something different about us um and i think it's super important to like keep those two things in mind that like yes we need to engage but there also is a, a standard now yeah. that Jesus calls us to, which is really important.
1: Yeah, but it's also great. I I feel like this has been something that I think Paul had mentioned it um, on Sunday. But how Jesus changes our hearts through the Holy Spirit, and how when we when we love Jesus, like He just like changes our hearts and so our desires, and you know the things that we want changes. So, but that's still a long time journey. And so, this whole talk of um, trying not to sin and, you know, moving forward and, you know, trying to want to be with the sick, knowing you are sick, but trying to stand apart um, like that is still a journey. So, don't feel discouraged if some Mm. days are way harder than others. Um, But just like honestly calling on the Lord and praying for that, um, knowing that. Uh, whatever you're walking into, some of you know what you're going to walk into. Like I have friends who are unbelievers. I see what they post on their Snapchat stories or not, what Snapchat? Does anyone Snapchat anymore? Everyone so It's it for me because I'm old? Do they? <laughs> Only like 15 year olds. Sorry for the seven tenors who are still Snapchatting. <laughs> Instagram stories and I see what they post and I go, that is not how we've hung out before. Like that is not something, but I know that's a part of like their life and what they go through. Um, and so I don't know. It's just like, if you know what you're going to walk into, ask the Lord to prepare you for it. Whether it is like telling a friend who would maybe understand, like, I don't know if you've talked to people, other seven ers and know some of their story, but people who have gone through transitions of different spots and different places that you know that you're possibly struggling with or you think you are, Connecting with them and hearing their story and how God brought them out or helped them through those situations would be really encouraging to you. Um, Also, just any type of scripture or stories that would be really touching in whatever you feel like you're facing um, or what you're walking into towards the quote unquote, you know, sick. I I don't want to call sick, maybe like secular, I want to say, because we're all sick, right? But um, just that whole idea of, and even if you don't know what you're walking into um i would even say like asking the lord to set you up with that full armor of god in galatians um i believe it's 6 um and just prepping your heart for whatever it is because we are called to you know love on people who are different that's that's all that jesus did he he sat and ate with scum or so what is it what did, he, what did he call him scum yeah um at the table and so we should do the same
0: yeah um you I love you mentioning, Jade, the the Holy Spirit. And I think that is such a huge, a huge component when we are walking into these situations where we want to love, whether it's your neighbor or family members or coworkers or whoever that person is. It could be a complete stranger that you just happen to run into. And I know in, in that regards, maybe you don't have a lot of like, <laughs> it's usually <prep>. not strangers. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have a lot of you don't have a lot of prep if it's a stranger, but um just really like relying on the Holy Spirit to to do all the things for you, to guide you, to lead you, to protect you, to guard your heart, to mm-hmm. give you the words to say or even to give you the confidence to maybe be silent when you don't need to speak mm-hmm. and you just really need to like listen and and be there and acknowledge um what someone else is going through or just a process that they're trying to work through and navigate. Um, I, I would totally echo that. I think that that's so important in how we engage with people who are not actively pursuing Jesus or would say, no, I, I don't know Jesus. I don't follow Jesus. I have no interest in that. Um, That's a hard one. I have no interest. And you're like, Skr-. yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Because you're still like you said, you're still we're still called to love those people, to care for them well, um, to incarnate with them. And so just praying and asking for the Holy Spirit's guidance, which I know can be like one of those like Christian answers of like, oh, just pray and ask God like what he wants you to do or you know whatever but god really is so faithful i feel like in those moments when we come to him just in humility to say lord i i don't know how to reach this person i you know i know they're living this life that i don't agree with or you know that i know is not good for them um just like give me the again the words to say the ability to love them a humble heart to engage with them um, and not be judgmental. And it's, it really is amazing, uh, just what God will do in those moments and the opportunities that he'll give you to love and bless them. And then also to like grow yourself, to grow and challenge yourself and make you more dependent, um, on him, which is, which is super, super sweet, Mm -hmm. super sweet. Um, so yeah, this is this has been a good a good conversation. I'm I'm really excited for the rest of um, this series and just what God has put on Corey's heart um, to bring to us about what it what it does look like to follow Jesus. Um, as we wrap up here, um, we just wanted to throw out uh, the two live it out challenges that Corey has talked about already um, in this series. So. The first one that he threw out to us um, was to just like pace yourself through a gospel. Um, I know we're kind of like we're at the end of October and the series kind of started in the middle of the month, but um, I would even say for the rest of this month or even going into November or um, the year or yeah, just the end of the year. yeah, um, Just to pace yourself through one of the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke or John, um, just really marinating in in a in a book and just seeing how Jesus lived his life and how he operated and how he spoke to people and just really cared and loved other people um I know that's something we've been doing on the 710 team it's something staff here at redemption gilbert's doing um just really like trying to see Jesus for who Jesus actually is and who he says he is um in hopes that that will transform our hearts, uh, to be, to be more like him. And then the second challenge that Corey, um, threw out in his last message was sharing the table with someone who's far from God. Um, so I don't know if any seven tenors have had the opportunity to do that. Jade and I, we would love to hear your stories. Yeah. Um, if you've been able to sit down with people who, um, yeah, don't know Jesus and just been able to, to share a meal for them, but, Corey said this and lots of other people have said it Um, Jesus really did eat his way through the Gospels and (laughs) it's amazing how many stories where Jesus is like I want to go to your house and eat or the Pharisees find him sitting with tax collectors and sinners just all of the things Um, he just really was so relational and I think the table is such a beautiful place where people can come together and for whatever reason barriers are just seem to be broken down um, so much easier all the
1: chewing (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> no time to talk. <laughs> so yeah, we would just really encourage you all um, to to just do to do those two things. Um, pick a gospel, go through that, go through it slowly. Just really take time to to look at Jesus and who He was, who He is, um, and then yeah, having meal with someone who doesn't know and follow Jesus. And I, I would just even add to that, really going into that, thinking, what can I learn from this person? Like, how can yep. God use this situation, this meal, this time with this person to really teach me and grow me um, versus thinking like, oh, I have all these things to to teach this person. So we really love you, 710. Um, we hope that this this podcast um, has been helpful and encouraging and uh, yeah that kind of wraps up October for us so we will see you guys in the first Tuesday of November and we hope you guys have
1: a great rest of the month yeah bye you guys love you